0: Hello, and welcome back to Playlisted. I'm your host, Denise, and today I have a very special guest, my friend Chris Ong from Toronto. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, Chris and I have become friends from um, this New Direction thing that I do here in Toronto, but also um, he is a friend that likes to watch similar kinds of TV and drink similar kinds of beer and <laughs> read similar kinds of books. So... I'm super excited to have you on the show, Chris. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So in order to introduce you, I wanted to ask you how you primarily listen to music right now. Do you like get music on iTunes or do you use Tidal or Apple Music or straight up old CDs? What do you do?
1: So normally at home, I'm using just like MP3s and iTunes. and uh, Then when I'm at work, I usually listen to like eight tracks. What?
0: Oh, a tracks the...
1: Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, not the, not the old 8-Tracks, right, but right. the website.
0: Okay, what is the most recent thing that you have either, like, purchased or streamed?
1: I haven't really purchased anything. Because I've been on this kick of, like, all musicals.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, sweet. So, so, what musicals have you been...
1: Um, no, right now I'm, yeah, into a lot of Sondheim. Uh, huge fan of Sondheim, one of Sondheim's uh, musicals company.
0: Oh yeah, I okay. love
1: Company so much. Not a fan time, but a huge fan of the last five years and, been addicted to that soundtrack. So, so good. <laughs> what are you currently listening
0: to and how? As usual, I'm listening to a lot of Lemonade, still um, a lot of absolutely same here. Yeah, a lot of Chance the Rapper and Jamila Woods. She has an album called Heaven, but H E A V N, and yeah, she just like put it out there for free. So I got so excited, I downloaded it twice. And, um, she's the, the one that sings the hook on Sunday candy. Oh, you know that yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's a poet and a musician and she's so wonderful. And she's my most recent, I would say, obsession. It's, it's amazing. Definitely people will check it out. I'm sure she'll show up on this, um, podcast soon enough, uh, in a more whatever official capacity. But Chris initially, uh, messaged me with this idea. But just as an idea, like just here's a theme that I think would be really cool. And so when I wrote him back and kind of said, "Do you want to be on this podcast?" And then I think it took you like a little while to respond, and then you were like, "Yeah, sure, I want to do this." <laughs> and it was just so great. I, I was very excited to have you be on the show. So why don't you um, tell us a little bit about uh, the theme itself, and then also why why you want to talk about this?
1: Mm-hmm. So. I picked, I sent you it originally and I had it already titled everything, but I titled it um, Never Trust a Happy Song, basing it off of Group Love's album from 2011. Um, which I'm surprised actually none of their songs made it on here because they're all very upbeat and happy songs, um, but sometimes
0: are not the most happy. <laughs> so I haven't even checked them out yet. Oh, this is my they're confession. fantastic. Um, they are fantastic. So I'm, I will do that, but. Uh, I'm not totally prepared for this episode, I guess, but yeah. It's, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's enough other stuff out there that we were able to up with exactly. way more than we needed.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, initially it was just kind of thinking songs that were either misinterpreted or were often kind of forgotten what the meaning of it was behind it because it had a catchy beat or mm-hmm. people kind of like latched on to kind of this, I don't know, more upbeat kind of to it and then just ignored the rest of the song
0: right yeah <laughs> the lyrical content just kind of like over falls out of the other ear and you just <laughs> get into the, the feeling of the whole thing yes totally so yeah I think we did a good job at picking uh, six songs and kind of all over the map too in terms of like yeah the, the feel like they're all happy but they have kind of different um, feels and uh, and different um, actual content too, like focuses. I'm, I'm super excited to do this. All right, so what's, what's the first song? Are we ready to do this?
1: I think so. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's just do jump this. jump right into it, I guess.
0: Yeah, so we'll start with the song that, um, that you actually, you sent this song along with your initial yes. idea, right? Yeah. So...
1: It's, it's a classical example of my classical. I mean, it's the one that first came to mind for me. It's not very old. Definitely. <laughs>
0: right, so it's fresh on the brain. Yeah,
1: it was, um, Pumped Up Kicks because so many people um, love this song and we're like singing it in the car and, and then like it kind of ruined it for them when they heard what it was actually about.
0: It totally <laughs> ruined it for me. That was one of the things I was going to say about it was that I like have not really listened to this song very well, like since it kind of first yeah. came yeah. out. It makes like, it a little bit difficult to listen to. It's disturbing. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, this is super catchy. I just want to sing along. But then, ah, what am I singing along to? So what, what makes it disturbing? What is, what is it actually about?
1: Um, so it's about a, Um, I'm assuming a high school student who uh, is bullied and is not the most popular kid, that's for sure, and comes to school and is shooting kind of his classmates.
0: (laughs) Right. Like a way too common story. Yes. Something that hits the news a lot. Right. And so it's this unpopular kid that just like totally resents all these other kids that are cool and have... Yeah. Kind of
1: the traditional kind of story of like they just had too much or at least cracked at least.
0: Really. Alright. Yeah. Um. why do you think
1: they did this? Why the band did this? Yeah,
0: why do you think they took this story and put it into such a like juxtaposed atmosphere, musical atmosphere?
1: I wonder if it was actually intentional or not. Yeah? (laughs) I don't know for sure if it was intentional or if it was just kind of like, that's the type of music they were producing, and so (laughs) they wanted to speak to this as well, and then they didn't know how to kind of change their style or yeah so I, I wonder if it was serious or not or if like, like they intended to do it this way mm-hmm. but I'm hoping they intended to do it this way because <laughs> it makes it would make me happier <laughs> yeah yeah but then, yeah that they I took kind of this I don't know um serious topic and then somehow got this story out
0: there right
1: that pe- um by kind of like in a sense tricking you <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it is totally i I wonder if it's intentional because of the way that it almost tricks you into the role of mm-hmm. the mass shooter and kind of makes you mm-hmm. understand where he's coming from a little bit as much as yeah. you don't want to empathize with this person that's just like shot a bunch of innocent people. But I mm-hmm. think it's... I, I really hope it's intentional too, for sure. Yes. <laughs> I think that it's kind of brilliant in that way as much as I don't actually mm-hmm. like to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no,
1: like, I really enjoyed the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a large portion of it is because... It kind of draws you in, and then when you do listen to like the lyrics and figure out what the song's about, it kind of gives you that extra effect, right? Of like, oh, this was something that like I was completely ignoring, Hmm. and then like it's kind of that light bulb moment,
0: right? And it kind of deepens the whole experience, yeah. Kind of like yeah, takes you to a different level of listening.
1: To like in a sense, it's kind of like I feel how a lot of people feel about these types of news stories Hmm. is they kind of overlook them. Mm-hmm. And then once it happens in their school, then they fully understand it. And there's this kind of like shock value and like, I don't know how to deal with this because huh. I've been like, I've heard it happens.
0: Right. That's <laughs> super really interesting. Real. Right. Right. So it almost yeah. is just like part of the background noise and you mm-hmm. hear it and it's part of life, but then all of a sudden it becomes real. And mm-hmm. and then you have that sense of like, I don't know, disturbed. You're disturbed. <laughs> yes. Very much so. Uh, and yet, yeah so much of the rest of the world just kind of continues on and I'm sure that's, yeah, that's interesting. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the next song that I wanted to share with you guys, um, was the very first song that came to mind, uh, when Chris suggested this theme and that is, uh, outcasts. Hey, Yeah. not only is it a song that kind of questions the validity and sanctity of marriage itself and the institution mm-hmm. of marriage, but it also, it's not just fun; it's like a classic wedding song. Yes. So, as somebody who has DJ'd a lot of weddings, yeah, it's always this super weird experience because I love it. I love Outcast, and I love everything about the song. But then the minute you start to pay attention to the lyrics, it just like changes the whole experience and becomes so much more brilliant than you think it is.
1: Yeah, it's the exact same thing. You can't kind of get blinded by this kind of upbeat,
0: kind of dance like. <laughs> right. There's just so many moments that are just yes. like, oh. We're playing this at a wedding. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: right. And I remember, like, growing up, this was, like, a huge thing for Mm -hmm. high school and, like, elementary school dances, too. Totally. And, like, when you're a kid, you don't listen to the lyrics. You don't care what it's about. Right. (laughs) Come to think of it, too, like, the parts that people really get into as well Mm -hmm. um, are intentionally meant to be fun. Like, the kind of the calm response stuff. Right. Right? People know those inside and out. and they know what they're supposed to say? Totally.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just, like, so boldly not trying to kind of sound like what it's talking about. Like, it's really a song about losing total hope in any possibility of trusting somebody and, or, like, having a long-term relationship (laughs) with somebody. And this is really coming off of Andre 3000's breakup with Erica Badu you know, he's just pro- processing. Like, similar to Miss Jackson as well, actually, which could have could have made the cut, but it doesn't have that same, like, joyful energy of, as Yeah. like with the music video especially.
1: Yeah, and like the kind of um, tribute to the Beatles as well. Yeah,
0: <laughs> totally, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's just so good. You think you got it, oh, you think you got it, but got it, just don't get it, there's nothing at all.
1: Then what makes, up makes, what makes, what makes So why, yo, why, yo, why, yo, why, yo, why yo? I was so in denial when we know we're not happy here
0: Y'all don't wanna hear me, you just wanna dance Oh-oh, Don't want to meet your daddy, oh-oh, Just want you in my caddy, oh, oh. So yeah, so next up is, um, we were talking about over dinner, Dan Mangan. Yes. What have you got for us? Oh,
1: so, Dan is very near and dear to my heart. He's one of those musicians that makes me proud of Canadian musicians. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you for adding this canton because it's been like a tradition now. I've had like one Canadian song <laughs> every episode and it has not been fun.
1: Very like CRTC of you. <laughs> yes,
0: thank you. yes, indeed. Um, so what is the song from Dan that you want us to
1: yeah so it's one of my favorite songs off his O fortune mm-hmm. album called uh post war blues and I, I guess like most people probably hear this song and actually know what it is mm-hmm. what it's about, but I think that he does a really good job of like kind of playing up the satire of it mm-hmm. and um kind of making it into something that is it, like it's very obviously trying to be positive when it's not positive
0: right right the <laughs> The kind of juxtaposition of the lyrics with the sound is just really, really obvious. Is that kind of yes. what you mean? Like yeah. the lyrics are not trying to hide the fact that they're just
1: super, super. Yeah, sad. they're they're very clearly upset, like sad, and like coming from this place of, like it's also very clearly coming from a place of um, looking at, I don't know, the older generation mm-hmm. and kind of just having enough of it. Huh. <laughs> it almost kind of looks at the uh, the world through the eyes of someone who's like fresh into university, mm-hmm. kind of, like, they, they think they know everything about the world.
0: Right.
1: Right? And they just kind of are, like, fed up with the way that this world's being run. Right. They kind of are just, like, like pushing it off as this kind of, are my, like, are my parents and my forefathers trying to, like, just play games with me and, like, mm-hmm. do they think I, like, need to be fighting all these wars and, like...
0: <laughs> right. I like that a lot. <laughs> like, this, like, millennial skepticism slash yeah. wisdom of some kind. or
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah very, like like, uh, peace-oriented, which I like mm-hmm. about it, and just kind of, like, saying, no, like we're not going to do this anymore. Right. Like, we're not going to listen to your like lies that you've made up so that, like, we have some sort of purpose in our life. It's, like, just because you may look back on your life and be like, yeah, like, I stood up for something. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean it was the greatest way of doing it.
0: <laughs> right, right. That's super interesting that that you bring this, like, generational thing up, because I... Honestly, hadn't heard that before. I, mm-hmm. I, I in the song, like I just kind of assumed it was uh, kind of your classic, um, like when he's talking about kind of like the lies or this like creation of a system. I just kind of assumed it was like government versus, mm. you know, the the dude that's gotta actually, you know, have to deal with all the yeah. the decisions that the government makes. But I actually really like that idea of like this kind of young idealistic person, almost, but idealistic, but also realistic. Yeah, they're looking at these yeah. things and saying, "Yeah, no, this isn't, this doesn't make sense." But musically, I think what I find super interesting about it is it almost sounds patriotic.
1: It does. It
0: sounds very like gung ho. Like, let's go support the motherland. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. How do you come up with that? Like musically. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and there's something about it that's like motivational. Like it makes me want to like yeah. take up arms. I mean, not really, but you know. what Yeah, you know,
1: like it seems like it would be played in. A Army promotional video to show to kids in high school. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally.
0: Just don't listen too hard, kids.
1: Uh, he starts the song off very clearly, mm-hmm. saying that this is not a positive song. Right. Like, Let's start a war for the kids. Right. Yeah. A purpose for which to unite. Kind of just like. What? Yeah.
0: <laughs> which totally feeds into your kind of generational yeah. mindset of it, too. Yeah.
1: It's saying, like, oh, there's these people who are older than us and like wiser than us, but they're just kind of. Like, in a sense, they're kind of veiling everything just so that they, you don't see their flaws. Like, right. it feeds right. like really well with the big kind of government idea, right? right. It's That's like, let's find a common enemy. <laughs> if we have a common enemy, then, like, we can
0: get along. Let's start a war for the kids. A purpose for which to unite. Make them some words they can mint. What they don't know,
1: they won't mind. Find them a foe for the fight, and stories to tell as they age. Then maybe time will decide which ones keep and which ones fade. The deepest sleep in my
0: blood From which I am slowly gone. But yeah, no, I'm really glad that you chose the song just to get me back into Dan Mangan because I really haven't listened to him for mm-hmm. a while. Um, he it just reminds me of how great a songwriter he is. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, some really, really yes. good stuff in there.
1: Yeah, he's very political, very... Mm-hmm. Um, he makes a lot of references to books that are very, like, foundational to, like, teaching as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know that he does a huge thing with, um, with what's it called, Fahrenheit 451. And, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And,
0: like, Animal Farm and all those. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah. So, the next song I picked, can I actually pronounce it in German? Uh, Nun de Nun de Nuf Balloons? I have no idea. That's so (laughs) good. You probably butchered that. I am sure. 100% I butchered that. 99 Red Balloons. This is one of my earliest favorite songs, actually. Um I loved the song as a child. I had no idea what even though the story is actually laid out very clearly. Like it's if, really, Yeah, if you read
1: through it.
0: If yeah, yeah, if you actually pay attention to it, it's just this very clear storyline. I mean, I was on the two when the song came out, so mm-hmm. um but yeah, I think that it goes really well with I mean, obviously the theme, but also it's like Uber Poppy. I mean, it's one of the best 80s synth pop lines that I can yes. even think of, right? Like it's yep. one of the catchiest, funnest songs that's from that decade. It's probably along with "Hey Ya" yeah, the song that you most want to dance to. Like it's not even just joyful; it's like a straight up dance track. Oh, probably one hundred percent. Brilliant. <laughs> and yet, it's this disturbing, sad story of a bunch of balloons that are released and mistaken for some kind of um, bomb or missile and then this like crazy the government gets involved in the military and and ends up destroying the entire city in the process of of you know retaliating against these harmless balloons so brilliant storytelling but yeah it's just like is the last Mm -hmm. thing you would expect if you heard it in german not understanding german Yes. Okay, yeah. that matter. I guess in English, not understanding English. <laughs> but... Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think the thing that I, I love most about this mm-hmm. um, is this kind of contrast with not only is the song happy mm-hmm. sounding, and then it's also really depressing, there's kind of this image of balloons, which are like very right. happy things that you see at festivals and parades and birthday parties, mm. and it's this source of joy, but it became this like source of misery.
0: Right, totally. So yeah. not just the contrast yeah. with the actual sound, but the imagery within yes. the lyrics, Yeah. And I really like that because the actual translation isn't necessarily specifically red balloons. It's mm-hmm. just, lift balloons is just, whatever, I'm not even trying. But um, it's just basically a party balloon as opposed to, uh, like, a balloon you would, like, actually transport yourself in. Yep. And um, But I actually think that English translation is so brilliant because it makes such a clear image in your mind yep. of very celebratory. Like, red is both mm-hmm. celebratory, but it's also the color of, like, Passion and blood and mm-hmm. um, and so that's kind of an interesting con- contrast that I didn't think of it until now
1: so yeah it's a very interesting image and it's like I can't believe that this is like
0: a thing mm-hmm. <laughs> like what
1: is like?
0: <laughs> like yeah <laughs> I know it's such a weird thing and for 1984 it's appropriate but I also am amazed because of how appropriate it is now with all of just the crazy amount of uh, fear and kind of overreactions that are happening mm-hmm. right now all over the place yes and yeah, um, yeah I think it's just a story that's never going to get old unfortunately so you have one more song for us
1: um, I picked the song mainly because I somehow wanted to fit CCR in
0: <laughs> well you did a good job it was pretty you know, yes it works
1: yeah because I was like you know what like, I wanted to make sure that the songs I selected were like modern but then also kind of older it had a good mix <laughs> and so I picked Fortunate Son by Creedence Clearwater Revival.
0: <laughs> well done. Yes. Two <laughs> <She> bears in.
1: <laughs> surprise guy, <laughs> <again>, surprise Dan. <laughs> that coherent. And so uh, I, I picked it because it has a very similar feel to So like another one of the songs that also almost made my list. Was, uh, born in the USA. Oh gosh. So, okay. That's yeah. why I didn't pick it. Uh, that was yeah. on my list
0: and I was like, oh, he's doing Fortunate so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I ah, <laughs> love it. Yeah, totally. It was, very similar.
1: Very, very similar in context, right? This very happy kind of, um, upbeat song. But again, mm-hmm. very, very obviously satirical where if you actually listen to like how it's being presented, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's clearly trying to kind of mock it instead mm-hmm. of, and, and very similar to, um, post-war blues, mm-hmm. it kind of has that that kind of rally to it. That kind yeah. of rally that, like um, that you like you would play this like on the Fourth of July or something. Totally, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, well, but, like again, it starts out uh, uh, straight out of the bat, just like swinging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we're gonna talk about. All the people who are privileged. <laughs> totally. Spoon fed everything with the silver spoon. Yeah. and Like, we're <laughs> talking about this upper class that just doesn't care for us. And
0: <laughs> it's so direct. And I mean, legit kind of made its way into the protest songs of the time. Yes. Um, and this one's, of course, Vietnam, and then the Bruce Springsteen is, um, Cold War, but. But yeah, the, but uh, I mean, I'm just gonna throw the Bruce Springsteen mm. one in here now too, since course. we're both wanting to talk about it. anyway. Um, <laughs> but that one, the thing that I find amazing is it was actually used for a campaign. That's how misunderstood mm. it was. Yeah, that it was just like used for I can't remember whose now what's 1980 whatever six was it like Reagan maybe. I don't know. But yeah, Born in the USA is like massively misunderstood. With Fortunate Son, at least you have uh, like it was actually kind of. Understood to be a protest song, yeah. Um, but yeah, I almost, I mean, the the two, I mean, I I would be shocked to find out that Bruce Springsteen wasn't massively influenced by Fortunate Son mm-hmm. uh, with Born in the USA, but also other others of his. Anyway, it was actually they wrote it right after um, it was like a daughter of some president married know, some son of a diplomat, and it was right around the time that John Fogerty was being drafted, and was kind of this direct mm-hmm. like reference to why aren't they being drafted they don't have to worry about this why do I'm gonna you know pay all of the price of this war I'm gonna yeah it's gonna be the the not fortunate that pay the cost of, of yes. this war that they're just throwing resources at him. and it I actually really want to think about this more and I haven't thought about it so that's just a caveat before I say too much but Mm-hmm. the parallels between what was happening in music around the Vietnam war, especially and the parallel and, and between what's happening now with black lives matter. Um, I think is super interesting in that uh, art has responded in re- some really, really powerful ways. And it yes. took in both cases, it took a couple of years to kind of like get the ball rolling. But then, yeah, I mean, not that I was alive during Vietnam, but, yeah. Anyway, I think that's kind of interesting. I'd like to like look at that more and see just kind of like compare yeah. <laughs> um, the years into the war versus uh, the years that kind of Twitter has has brought people's attention to police brutality and yeah and, and whatnot. But anyway, so yeah. that's just a total random side thought. <laughs>
1: I feel like I could get like a master or PhD thesis at this, so <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's totally
0: why I'm doing this. Yeah. Really, is yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, a look at society through the lens of music. And yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Did you have any other thoughts on unfortunate son? I think
1: the only thing I could think of really that we didn't really touch on mm-hmm. a ton of is yeah, there's this kind of idea that North America has been like built on the backs of, of yeah. the unfortunate. Yes, <laughs> they're fighting the wars, but then. The, they only have little bits of peace time between the next word that they basically throw into. Totally,
0: totally. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the song does a really good job of just making that mm-hmm. super, super clear while also sounding fun enough to kind of hide that, right? Like, I almost wonder if, yeah, it wouldn't get as much uh, play or have as much reach mm-hmm. if it didn't have this really extra sing alongable, yes, kind of almost chant style chorus. yeah. Right? This is funny because I didn't actually, I wasn't thinking about the Vietnam Black Lives Matter parallel before Mm -hmm. we actually did this. However, um, the next song that I brought up, um, I thought that it would be kind of fun to just kind of like broaden the theme, like show how many negative things could be sung about in happy ways. And so this is um, kind of Black Lives Matter reflection by D'Angelo and the Vanguard. And uh, the song that I actually picked. I went kind of back and forth with a number of songs on the album because a number of songs on the album would work, but this is Till It's Done. And, um, and I picked this one because it has a particularly, uh, it's not like a dance song, like 99 Red Balloons or Hey Ya, um, and it's not like kind of like a poppy song, like Pumped Up Kicks. Um, and it doesn't sound patriotic like the other ones that we played. Um, That there's something that's just like really relaxed and groovy about it, um, which still feels like a massive contrast from the lyrics themselves. specifically that little piano riff just sounds like almost mm-hmm. like sassany street happy right like just super definitely and the bass line is like bouncy it's not like mm, i was bobbing my head the entire time right, right? Oh, you yeah. can't help it like yeah. it's just so so good and it's like basically about like is, this, is anything actually going to get better before the whole world just destroys yeah. itself? <laughs> so depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like, do we really know what we're getting into? Yes. Yeah, it's like, we don't really know what's happening until, like, it's too late.
0: Right. Yeah, And then, of course, again, which I'm glad that we listened to it together because we both kind of started giggling as soon as it launches into the la-la-la bit at the end. Oh, definitely. Which is, like, again, totally... La 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 is like equal to whistling in terms of just like the world is carefree and happy and yet it's the opposite.
1: (laughs) And like that's like a huge thing to a music is like Mm -hmm. there's certain nonsensical Mm
0: -hmm. just Mm -hmm. like they don't
1: mean anything, but they're things that people can sing along to, right? Right. So that's something that people probably sing along to. Totally, yeah. And it's like, it's a little bit weird to be like all happy, go lucky, kind of singing this la 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 thing with her. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah but yeah this album uh, it's so good and it kind of a lot of it sounds like this although some of the songs are actually hopeful and mm-hmm. about love or whatever but uh, but yeah but I like this one because it has kind of some of those direct references uh, and I think probably my favorite line in the whole thing is the one about um, we think that we've built something but we're actually just moving backwards and, yes. yeah, um, and I think that for me is kind of like just quintessential like how how it feels to read Twitter right now? It just feels like, didn't, aren't we supposed to be better yes. than we were in the '60s? Like, isn't, yeah, hasn't yeah. America progressed?
1: North Carolina, even. Yeah, for so sure. Like, you're like, why are we backtracking all of a sudden? What happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and like the funny thing is, like, it's like people assume that before, like, there weren't trans people in the bathrooms. Actually, no, there definitely were. <laughs>
0: who knows? Like, I mean, I think he's definitely kind of talking more about um kind of civil rights and and uh, at least in in terms of that line i yes. assume however i think it the whole point of the song is that it is kind of large scale right i mean he's talking about um the planet as well the gar- the carbon yeah. whatever yeah. that line is about about um, pollution
1: and about yeah just not even just pollution but like to the point where we're like making our Atmosphere is toxic.
0: Yeah, yeah, and just using up all the resources and yeah, um, and it, so I think it is like supposed to be big scale, and it is supposed to make us think about kind of all yeah. the contexts where some of these things are true.
1: Yeah, no, I really, like, I really enjoyed actually a lot of the stuff talking about the environment. Like yeah, huge, especially because it tied into kind of this mm. falling apart mm-hmm. kind of mentality, and it talks about like rebuilding. It's like where are we even going to have the resources to rebuild? Right, because we're just completely depleting them. We're not thinking about the future, mm-hmm. about how we're going to bounce back because it seems like everything is falling apart.
0: Yeah, and even the connection to that reoccurring mm-hmm. question that yes. talks about mm-hmm. uh, where where do we belong and where are we from, um, and even that tied to some of these like environmental concerns, yes. um, I just think is really brilliant. This song is so much more brilliant than I even thought on first listen. When I first heard it, of course, it was more like, yay D'Angelo's back I don't even care what you're <laughs> singing about like I'm just so happy right now um but yeah no, this this song kind of goes really broad and really deep and yet feels like it's so light and peppy so yeah I'm mm-hmm. super it was a very good addition sure thank, yeah, thank you
1: are there any like shout outs that you wanted for these like, that, you, uh, that were on your list or
0: so I really ended up focusing on the kind of larger like mm-hmm. oh like big picture kinds of oh, okay. um things right like hey yeah uh, like the entire institution of marriage uh, right. like you know what I mean like some of these larger things and um mm-hmm. and and you did too really except for maybe Pumped Up Kicks yeah um, which even that
1: you could probably extend right Cause yeah like, school shootings right
0: for sure <laughs> which yeah exactly so that so all of the mm-hmm. songs we kind of picked were these really broad issues and so I tended to steer clear of really personal narratives mm-hmm. um, but I did think about um, so one of the songs I was going to bring up before when we were talking about suicide songs was um, Van Halen's Jump yes uh, definitely so mm-hmm. that's like super creepy and actually it wasn't until like, relatively recently that I realized that, that was what I was singing about and it totally mm-hmm. had that like pumped up kicks experience of like what what am I singing along to like I totally like, yeah like, what am I supporting yeah right <laughs> um, and then the other one you can call me Al Al Simon song Mm -hmm. Um, kind of just this like depressing Mm -hmm. middle-aged man's, you know, what have I done with my life and whatever. So that was another one I briefly considered, but I really liked the fact that we were kind of focusing on these like broader issues. Um, and that felt, feels like more, even more juxtaposed somehow because it's Mm -hmm. like total hopelessness. And so we're just going to sing about it. Like, we're totally fine and I think that's actually how we often kind of deal with some of these yeah. potentially overwhelming yeah it's, it's kind things. of interesting
1: because like often you hear um music as a means to express your emotions that you can't necessarily mm-hmm. express all the time and then this is yeah. kind of like showing you well oh, actually this is how we normally deal with it when we don't have our various outlets yeah it's
0: almost like laughing at a funeral right yeah yeah. it's just like okay this is how we're going to get through this and Mm -hmm. how we're going to talk about this and how somebody else might listen to the things we have to say as well right it's kind of strategy
1: on my list i had a couple like for sure good riddance
0: oh yeah good riddance
1: because like it's it's so often played at like graduations totally all the time and you're like what this is about like breaking up (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah. i don't understand why this is being played here or uh, Closing Time, which recently became mm-hmm. popular again because of that. Really. it did, because there was a, a video when, uh, Target closed down in Canada. Oh, yeah? Where the, yeah, where, like, there was, um, a bunch of people who did, like, a cover of it and they were, like, Target employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which is, again, yeah, a little bit more depressing than, like, I guess, people normally
0: take it. Right. <laughs> so, the, both of those, I would say, work more in the, in that, like, misunderstood thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. They don't really, like, if you're really listening to them, they don't really sound as happy. No, but, yeah. But I see totally what you mean, yeah. Yeah, for
1: some reason they're used in a happy context. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're not, yeah, they're used in this kind of, like, reflective, very, like, it was a good, it was a good experience. Mm-hmm. But, but you're yeah. like,
0: I don't know if that's necessarily what they were saying. <laughs> this this episode, honestly, you've got me thinking about, like, five other themes that could kind of, like, spur off of this one, so who knows. But anyway, definitely, um, this was a fantastic theme to play with, so thank you for your idea. Thank mm-hmm. you for agreeing to do this with me. Thank you for making me sushi for dinner.
1: <laughs> You're welcome on
0: all those things. <laughs> this has been good. Um, what else do I normally say? I don't know. Uh, I'll put a playlist up somewhere. Do you have an advertisement for Squarespace? No, no, all? I'm not. I'm not uh, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I see what you did there, on? I don't know. I guess I could advertise to the beer that kind of loosened yes. our tongues this evening. We were drinking Wicked Weed, Bedeviled, Golden, Belgian-style ale that uh, I picked up when I was in Nashville, North Carolina. Wow. No. I
1: didn't know there was a Nashville, North Carolina. Asheville. No, na- oh. no, oh, okay. It's very
0: confusing because when you say in Asheville, it sounds like in Nashville.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
0: okay. Yeah, no, Asheville and Nashville, both really cool cities, but
1: mm-hmm. not cool. the
0: same. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, so your poetry is at Living, Inc. Yes. Dot yes. anyway check out his poetry uh spoken word but i guess it's just poetry if it's written unfortunately for maybe now. in the future yeah there you go check him out and thank you so much for doing this with me <laughs> this has been really really fun mm-hmm. we'll have to do it again absolutely all right well you have been playlisted